Sometimes going to the grocery store can be chaotic. There doesn't seem to be enough time to check the list, make sure everything is there, search for the best prices, and take the time to make sure you get the best quality meat. So let ButcherBox help you out. Giving you peace of mind, ButcherBox delivers high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust straight to your door. No grocery carts required. Humanely raised, no antibiotics or hormones, 100% grass-fed, free-range, and crate-free, what more can you ask for? What about free shipping, customized box plans, exclusive member deals, recipe inspirations, tips, and tricks? You really can't go wrong with ButcherBox. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash morning cup and use code morning cup to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. In the 1970s and 80s, a monster hunted the Connecticut River Valley. Seven bodies found, one survivor, and no suspects. I'm Jane Borowski, host of Invisible Tears. I was seven months pregnant and stabbed 27 times, and I survived. My story didn't end that frightful night. This attack on me physically and mentally lingered for years. I'm Amanda Bedard, and I'm Jane's life coach and co-host of Invisible Tears. Jane is ready to share her story, and not just about her attack, but her healing process afterwards. As a platform for truth and healing, we are on a mission to help others that suffer from PTSD and help bring awareness to mental health issues. To hear my story and others, you can find Invisible Tears wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Two more murders, 15 miles away. Police arrived, they found the telephone and electricity line. The weird described by one investigator as reminiscent of a weird religion. Morning. Just yesterday, the topic was a man who decided to take it upon himself to rid the world of sex workers. Today, we have a man with a similar MO who claimed to be triggered by childhood abuse. Regardless of his trigger, he took the lives of innocent women and one man on September 17, 1994. So, if you like your coffee hot, but your bones chilled, sit back and start your day with a morning cup of murder. Rory Enrique Conde, born June 14, 1965, and raised by a father whom he hated and considered emotionally abusive. This abuse, as well as potential sexual abuse he claimed to have suffered, was what those close to him believed triggered his, quote, outbursts. In 1987, while living in Miami, he met and married 15-year-old Carla Conde, and the couple had two children together. In 1992, after just five years of marriage, Rory was serving time in jail after a marital fight turned violent. He was an abusive husband who would bring girls home and disappear at night. The pair moved to a condo off the Tamiami Trail, but in 1994, Carla took the children and moved out despite the threats Rory made that he would kill her. That same year, on September 17, 1994, Rory Conde met with what he thought was a female sex worker. 
To his surprise, his hire was actually a male cross-dresser named Lazaro Comasana. Angered that he had been fooled, Rory Conde killed Kamasama. The murder was just the first in a list of six sex workers that Rory would eventually murder, earning him the name the Tamiami Trail Strangler. With each of these victims, Rory Conde would strangle them to death, and then he would have anal sex with their corpses. In October, he killed Eliza Martinez, and the following month, Charity Nava. When police found Charity's body, she had these words carved onto her bottom. Third, I will call Dwight Chan Ten. See if you can catch me. With a smiley face dotting the I, and two eyes replacing the word C. Dwight Lauderdale was a prominent news anchor at the time, and the killer wanted attention. He went on to kill Wanda Crawford in November, Nicole Schneider in December, and Rhonda Dunn in January. On June 19, 1995, Rory Conde attempted to claim a seventh victim, Gloria Maestre. He tied the woman up and left her in his condo while he went to court on a shoplifting charge. While he was gone, Gloria made so much noise that the neighbors investigated and called the police. When police arrived, Gloria pointed to the photos of Rory Conde and identified him as her attacker. He was arrested that same day and sentenced on March 7, 2000 for the murder of Rhonda Dunn. He later pleaded guilty to the other five murders and was sentenced to five consecutive life terms. While in court, his lawyers argued that, due to the sexual abuse he suffered as a child, he should be spared the death sentence, even stating that when he found out that Lazaro Comasana was a male, he flashed back to the abuse and could not be held accountable for the attacks. Thank you for joining me in my morning cup of murder. Please join me again tomorrow to hear what terrible thing happened on September 18th. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and let me know how you like it. If you want to help support the podcast, there's always Patreon or just sharing it with your true crime-obsessed friends. And remember, stay safe. Thank you for listening to Morning Cup of Murder. This is a daily podcast that tells you what happened on this day in true crime history. In short, easy to listen to episodes that you can finish on your commute or while you enjoy your morning coffee. So make sure you check back every morning. My name is Karina. I am the creator and host. You can find Morning Cup of Murder on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have also set up a Patreon where you can donate a small monthly contribution to the podcast. All those links are in the episode description. Thank you again and have a wonderful day.